بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یزید رقاشی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ سید امنگس دا اوپریسز آف دا بنی اسرائیل ون اوپریسر واز ان پرائیویسی ود ہز وائف ہی سو اے اسٹرینج پرسن اینٹرنگ دا ڈور آف ہز ہاؤس ان دا اسٹیٹ آف اینگر دا اوپریسر رشٹ ٹوڈ دس پرسن اوپریسر آسٹ ہم ہو آر یو ہو گیو یو پرمیشن ٹو انٹر مائی ہاؤس The person said, the owner of the house allowed me to enter. I am that person which no barrier can prevent. I need no permission to meet a king, nor do I fear the awe of any oppressor. And nothing prevents me from meeting any proud and haughty person. Hearing this, the oppressor became afraid. His body began shivering and he fell inverted on his face. Thereafter, he said very helplessly, Then you are Malakul Maut? The person replied, Yes, I am Malakul Maut. The oppressor said, Give me time so that I may write out my will. The angel of death said, It is too late now. It is a pity that your time has expired and the number of breaths apportioned to you have exhausted. There is no time for any delay. The person said, where will you take me? The angel of death replied, I will take you to your deeds, which you have sent towards the akhirat. That is, your abode will be as you did. The Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has said, the dunya mazra'atul akhirah. That this world is the planting field of the hereafter. So whatever a person plants, that is what he will reap. If a person has planted flowers, And he will reap flowers. If he's planted weeds, Allah forbid, then he will have to meet the weeds. You will get that type of house in the akhirah which you constructed in this world. The person said, I did no good deeds. I did not construct any good house until now. The angel said, in that case, I will take you towards the blazing fire of Jahannam. It removes the skin It will call and pull the person who turned his face away from the truth in this world. Thereafter, the angel of death extracted his soul amongst the household members. Some were crying while others were screaming. Yazid Rakashi says, If the people come to know what the deceased person experiences in the throes of death, they will scream and cry more on his suffering than his death. Hazrat Sufyan Sawri Rahmatullahi says, when the angel of death touches the vein of a person, he ceases to recognize people. His tongue becomes locked and he forgets everything of this world. Were it not for the anesthetical effect of death, out of the severe pain, the dying person would have swung a sword on those near him. In some narrations it has come that when the soul reaches the throat, Shaitan makes all efforts to lead him astray. In one narration it comes that at the time of Salah, the angel of death searches and keeps record of people performing Salah. At the time of Salah, the angel of death searches and keeps record of people performing Salah. If he finds anyone punctual on Salah, then he reminds him to read the Kalima Tayyibah at the time of death and wards off Shaitan from him. This punctuality on Salah, this is 
according to what the Quran Sharif says, salah, establishing salah, this punctuality. And that establishing of salah which the Quran Sharif has given the command is the daily five salah. The daily five salah on time and if the masjid is within reasonable distance, then with jama'ah in the masjid. So this is the aspect that is being mentioned here, that if he finds somebody punctual on his salah, meaning all five salah he is punctual with, then what a great gift this is, that he reminds him to read the kalima tayyibah at the time of death, and wards of shaitan from him. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi was in his last moments, and the people around were sitting, some were making talqeen, and he is replying and saying, well, he is saying that not yet, not yet. So this was very strange. In any case, at that time, he was in a kind of state of semi-consciousness when he finally again came back to consciousness. Asked him, what is this? We were making talqeen and you are saying not yet. He says, I wasn't responding to you. I wasn't talking to you. At that time, shaitan was standing in one corner and he was biting on his fingers. And he was saying, oh Ahmad, you have finally escaped my clutches. I was replying, not yet, there's still life. I'm not yet feeling safe till I leave with Iman. Till that last breath has not left with Iman, I'm still not feeling secure from your mischief. Mujahid Rahmatullah says, when death approaches a person, the appearances of those who he used to keep company with are shown to him. Mujahid Rahmatullah says, when death approaches a person, the appearances of those who he used to keep company with are shown to him. If he used to keep company with pious people, they are shown to him. Otherwise, he is shown his evil companions. At that time, what a person sees is how he'll respond. If he sees the pious, he'll be, this will encourage him to leave in a way with the kalima. Allah forbid he sees somebody else, then what will be the end result? Rabbi bin Bazaar, rahimahullah, was an obedient servant who lived in Basra. He says, a person was in the pangs of death. People reminded him to recite La ilaha illallah. But instead these words were continuously coming out from his tongue. Give me a glass of liquor and you also drink. So This was the appearance of those friends who used to drink with him perhaps. That he saw that appearance in front. So now he's thinking of those times. He's telling that person, give me a glass of liquor and you also drink. Give me a glass of liquor and you also drink. And he passed away in this manner. Similarly, a person in Ahwaz was in the throes of death. People reminded him to recite La ilaha illallah. But instead he continuously said 10 rupees, 11 rupees, 12 rupees. So this is the last words came out because this is what a person was seeing in front of him. Contrary to this, those people who prepared for death, remembered death in this world, and did good deeds. That was for them like how Rasulullah described it in the hadith. Death is a gift for a mu'min. When death approached Bilal radiallahu anhu, his wife began to say, Ah, how sad, you are departing. On the other hand, Bilal radiallahu anhu said, 
how pleasant and joyful it is that tomorrow we will meet our friends. We will meet Muhammad sallallahu and his companions. Before that Mu'az radiallahu passed away, he said, Oh Allah, I wish to live longer in this world. Not because of the love of this world, nor in order to dig rivers and plant gardens, but in order to experience the thirst of fasting during the hot afternoons. In order to experience the thirst of fasting during the hot afternoons. To spend time undergoing hardships for the sake of deen. And to participate in the gatherings of those remembering you. That this is what this world is worth living for. Otherwise, nothing else is worth living for. Everything else will carry on, but nothing is worth living for. What is worth living for is that which takes us to Allah Ta'ala. And reminds us of Allah Ta'ala. Before Hazrat Salman radiallahu passed away, he began crying. Somebody inquired, why are you crying? You will meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away in the condition that he was pleased with you. He replied, I am not crying because of the fear of death, nor because of leaving this world. I am crying because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took a promise from us that we should benefit from this world to the extent of a traveler's provision. I could not fulfill this promise. When the goods of his house were examined after his demise, it was found that he had only left a little more than 10 dirhams behind. This was the surplus wealth in his entire estate whereupon he was crying. He then asked for some musk. He instructed his wife to soak it and sprinkle it on his bed. He said, such a group is coming to me who are neither men nor jinn. When death approached Abdullah bin Mubarak, alayhi, he smiled and said, for such things people should labor, make an effort. He must have seen the pleasures and enjoyments of Jannah at that time. When he was about to pass away, he told his slave Nasr, place my head on the ground. Nasr began crying. Abdullah bin Mubarak alayhi, asked him the reason for crying. Nasr replied, you passed your life in comfort and now you are dying like a poor person placing your head on the ground. Abdullah bin Mubarak alayhi, told him, keep silent. I made dua to Allah Ta'ala that I should live like the wealthy but I should die like the poor. Atab bin Yasar alayhi, says, a person was about to die. Shaitan approached him and said, you have escaped me. You did not come in my control. The person replied, even at this moment, I am not relieved of you. Continuing with that, the poem that we had commenced yesterday regarding the remembrance of death. So we had come halfway. <coughs> Poet says, "Fimat taghafulu wal ayamu da'iratun, fimat takasuru wal ahwalu fi hiwali." Why then this negligence when the days are passing by? Why then this laziness when the conditions are changing? Every day that passes by will never come again, and that is so much less in a person's life. So what has been lost is lost forever. Fimal awilu lada darin khalat wa afat. Why cry over a house which is desolate, 
and whose remains have been effaced. Why wail upon monuments and ruins? Why then this childishness when childhood days have passed? Why then these poems and singing when the time of poetry has passed? This refers to the poetry that is just filled with all futile things and just entertainment. That the time of entertainment has passed now. Your life has moved on. Why are you still in this negligence? Why are you still caught up in all this? Merrymaking and entertainment, it's time to prepare for the hereafter. What is the meaning of play and fun when 50 years of life have passed? In the Hadith Nabi Salaam says that the average age of my ummah is between 60 and 70. That's the average age. It's not necessary that everybody is going to reach it. How many people have left this dunya who are far younger than 50 or 20 or even people have gone before they even reached adulthood also. But in any case, this has been mentioned as the average age of the ummah. If the average age is between 60 and 70, then a person who has passed already, for example, say 35, then he should be sure that he's already downhill. That downhill might be already very close to the end already. But in any case, in terms of the averages, he's already fast now on the downhill. So now when a person is on the downhill, now he's still looking ahead in terms of dunya. He should be looking downhill, he's looking into his cover. And he should be preparing more for the day when he's going to be buried in the ground. Therefore he says, How is it that you are playing and enjoying merrymaking and fun when 50 years of life have passed? This is 50 in Urdu, childhood is bachpan and 55 is pachpan. So sometimes a person's life is already pachpan, 55, but that bachpan is still not gone out. That childhood is still not gone, the person is still sitting and playing games on his phone. To the extent that his wife will complain also, my husband got no time for me because he's busy playing games on the phone. His childhood is still not gone. And he's still engaged in things which children spend their time in that way, but this is when we lose sight of our destination. That our life is very, very precious. Yes, we have not been prohibited from any halal relaxation, something that is within the limits of Shariat. That too, not just with the intention of just wasting time, with the intention of refreshing the mind, refreshing the body, so that a person can engage in his object of life even better after that. Unfortunately, nowadays, a holiday has become such that when people return from their holiday, they have to take a break from the holiday. Because they come back from that so-called holiday in a way that, let alone being refreshed, person is now exhausted. So now they're going to take a break from the break. And how many times those breaks, Allah forbid, break marriages. Those breaks break people's deen when it is conducted in a way that is just free for all, like 
the West carries on with their lives like animals. Like that poem of Khaja Sahib. Zindagi be bandagi sharmindagi. Zindagi be bandagi darindagi. That life which is without bandagi, without servitude to Allah Ta'ala. Without being the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. So when a person is not the slave of Allah Ta'ala, he becomes a slave of his nafs. He becomes a slave of his desires. So that zindagi, that life, be bandagi sharmindagi. That will become a life of disgrace. And zindagi be bandagi darindagi. The life without servitude to Allah Ta'ala becomes the life of an animal. And the Quran Sharif says, in whom illa kal an'am bal hum adal. That they become like animals, rather the Quran Sharif says worse than animals. Certain things which animals also don't do, this insan stoops to that level and goes below the level of animals also. So this comes when a person loses track of his destination, forgets his qabr, forgets the akhirat, forgets the accountability of the day of qiyamah. And therefore this muraqaba of moth is so essential that this keeps a person, that realization, that this could become my situation anytime now. I will have to face the angel of death. I will be laid in my grave. I will have to answer on the day of qiyamah. So this will inshallah keep a person away from sins. فَدَعَ ذِكْرَ لَيْلَى وَلُبْنَى وَزْدِيَارَهُمَا ثُمَّرْتِحَالَهُمَا مِنْ هَذِهِ الْحِلَلِ Discard the talks of, and of the meetings and separations of Layla and Lubna and they're moving on. In other words, all this haram and illicit relationships and all these things that distract you, forget about all this now. Your life has moved on. تِلْكَ الْغَوَالِي وَإِنْ أَخْلَسْنَ خُلَّتَهَا وَاللَّهِ لَسْنَ بَرِيْآتٍ مِّنَ الدَّخَلِ These unfaithful, beautiful women, no matter how much love they may express, in other words, all this haram, yet by the oath of Allah, they are not free of vice. And all this love that they express also is all just a deception. Because anything that is in the form of haram, there's never any loyalty in it. If it's haram, there's never any loyalty in it. Something else will just come up and they'll forget all the past. And they'll just move on. So this is all just the trap of shaitan. And this is meant to destroy a person's dunya and akhirat. حُبُّ الْحَبَائِبِ حِرْمَانٌ وَمَنْ دَمَتٌ فَالْغَوْلُ عَاقِبَةٌ لِلشَّارِ بِالسَّمِيلِ The love of these beautiful women, meaning those that are haram, is only deprivation and grief. And this is something a person can write and grave it on stone. That if he doesn't want to accept it, write it down, and then later he will himself acknowledge that yes, this was 100% true. That a person gets involved in haram love, illicit love, then the end result of that will be only deprivation and it will bring grief. And if a person is not ready to accept it, he can ask the 1001 people who have already experienced it. That the end result of that is always grief. So this is something which is only the trap of shaitan and the destruction from shaitan's side that comes with it. So the love of these women is only deprivation and grief. The end result of liquor is only intoxication and unconsciousness. In other words, this haram love is being likened to a person taking some intoxicant. Now a person taking some intoxicant, he's drinking something, some liquor, or he's smoking some drug. 
So that if a person is expecting that after he drinks that liquor, he's going to be getting something good out of it, then he's in a fool's world. After having taken some intoxicant, he's going to get intoxicated and he's going to become unconscious after a point of time. So that is the disgrace is going to come to him. So likewise, this haram, that is haram, this illicit relationship is also haram. Just as that leads to destruction, this leads to destruction also. It destroys the person's dunya and akhirat. Ibra ila kulli min mahabbatihi wa bi rasulillahi wa Therefore the poet says that abstain from the love of every haram beloved and make the strong bond of love with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and rely only on it. The love of Rasulullah is success, honor, and a sign of iman. Hence, perfect it. The love of Rasulullah is that strong rope which will never snap. And the relationship which is attached to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is unbreakable. Ya habbada hubbuhu unsun limun faridin, zukhrun limuddakhirin, zadun limuntaqili. How wonderful. The love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a means of attachment and friendship for a person. The best treasure for an accumulator of wealth and a provision for a traveler. Al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba ushkur liqa'ilihi Acknowledge the bounty of that great being who said, a person will be with whom he loves. This is referring to the hadith where the Sahaba once, one Sahabi asked Nabi Wasallam that on the day of Qiyamad and Jannat, your rank will be so high, where we will ever get a chance to even be with you or even see you. You will be way above our rank. So Rasulullah replied and said, Al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba. That a person will be in Jannat with the one, and on the day of Qiyamah, and in Jannat with the one whom he loves. In other words, if you love me, you will be with me. Anas says that there was nothing that made the Sahaba so happy as this statement. Because this gave them that, that hope and that gave them that guarantee, in fact, that they will be with Rasulullah because of that intense love that they had with him. So therefore he's saying, acknowledge the bounty of that great being who has said, a person will be with whom he loves. This is an absolute promise wherein there is no idle talk. The poet says, I love Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On this basis I have hope in the intercession of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A lover has hope in his beloved. Shughlu salati alayhi wasalami kafa. The occupation of sending salat and salam on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi is sufficient. May Allah Ta'ala grant me blessings in this occupation. Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim da'iman abada ala nabiyyika taha sayyidir rusuli. O Allah, send perpetual salat and salam upon your Nabi Taha, the leader of all the messengers. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala grant us the true love for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi which becomes above everything else and enable us to follow in his mubarak way of life. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallah, bihamdihi, mashadu al-nahi,